Hello, beautiful people. Hoo-hoo. Welcome back to the Shits and Gigs podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in to episode three today. Um, if you haven't already, we are two podcasts deep. Um, first one was kind of us, <laughs> my husband and I, messing around with you know recording and learning all that fun stuff. And we did a Q&A for each other. So if you haven't checked that out yet, that is, I don't know, it's from Prime Real Estate. It's pretty funny. Um, and the second episode was kind of a continuation of that, but we got way more, um, I would say in depth and got more into the mental side of things in both of our sports, him being a professional fighter and me being a bodybuilder and he might be over in the other side of the room. I was like, what you looking at? He's like staring at me. Um, but yeah. So if you're interested a little bit more about Tyler and I's relationship, um, our marriage, what we do for a living, and I think someone asked some pretty raunchy questions, so you can go listen to those. Those are pretty funny. Um, But today on episode three, as I promised, it's going to be just me. Um, Now, I will tell you, my husband is in the room, filling in as what I'd like to call a curator? Wait, you're not here yet. I didn't introduce you. Um, Yeah, he suggested last time when I was so nervous about doing my own podcast for the first time by myself, um, he had suggested, well, why don't you do a little like Joe Rogan style and have the guy that's there for like, you know, pulling up the paragraphs or the articles or the visuals or the videos and not that we're doing all that fancy schmancy stuff, but he's going to be here more as just in case I black out and can't think of what I wanted to say next. He'll be there with a question or a comment just to have me, you know, keep me rolling, stuff like that. Also, I'm gonna set the scene for today. It's currently the beginning of hurricane season for sure because we are looking at a monsoon outside. But we got a candle lit, kind of digging the vibes right now, loving it. Um, So if you have one, Grab a drink, grab um, some PCAs, grab a water. We're about to get into some beautiful stuff today. Um, I wanted this to be my first topic more because I think it's something that affected my life recently um, and really in the aspect of just finding myself and finding confidence in myself. And it's something that I find really valuable and I've started to tell my clients about it and how I'm like, you know, building this new quote unquote me, but I wanted to now tell all my followers and you know, everybody who I may not be able to be in contact with every day. I wanted to spread the knowledge, drop some bombs. Um, now for my outline, I kind of wrote some stuff up just because like I said, I black out sometimes and don't know what I was saying. Um, but I wanted to celebrate and talk about four tips that I've learned in my life personally that have helped me build self-confidence. Now, I'd say for me mostly, I've personally experienced building self-confidence in my sport and like my new like hobbies and all that stuff, but also building self-confidence in like the workplace or confidence in my working abilities, like things that I, you know, use to make money off of, right? Um, so I have four tips and I'm going to go through them. What are you doing? 
Oh, <laughs> he sneezed. That was so cute in the beanbag because he didn't want it to be out loud. He's so sweet. Um, okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty. My first tip on how to build self-confidence is to celebrate yourself and to celebrate the tiny wins. So I've learned in life that, you know, whatever you're doing, shit might not always go your way or you may not always win in what you're doing. I don't know, I guess in my life, I like to talk about competition, so... I like to use the word win and lose, whatever. But I've learned that along the way, it's super important to celebrate the tiny things, like tiny wins. And I think I realized that mostly through bodybuilding, just because everything else I've done in the beginning of my life, well, I played volleyball for 16 years. So I guess just volleyball. You know, you win or you lose, black or white, that's it. In bodybuilding, you're not gonna have changes all the time like physically or how you see yourself or things like that so you may sometimes feel stagnant or like you're just comfortable in one place and it's really important to celebrate the tiny things that you're building on and learning along the way um so for me if i'm looking at you know my last competition season to this competition season tiny wins for me are I'm not freaking out over the scale. Every time I step on the scale, you know, I may add five pounds because I'm on my menstrual cycle or something like that. Or I'm not, I don't know, <clears throat> other tiny wins. What was I, see, blacking out. I have, I have these moments where I just can't think of what I was saying. Body buttons, tiny ones. Yeah. Or like, I, I'm not freaking out about going out to dinner with my friends anymore. Actually, that's a huge one. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that I was having like disordered thoughts or wasn't feeling like myself when we would go out to dinner with friends. I'd freak out about tracking or not being able to weigh my food. And Hannah Ray, you can't live your whole life like that. Bringing meals and asking for a plate. Oh my God, yeah. Oh God, I got really aggressive about that. I used to go out to dinner and bring my own food and I mean, which is fine if you're doing that, okay, like if it worked for you, but it was mentally eating me alive. And I would bring a Tupperware meal with me. I mean, it was good and I wanted to eat it, but I would ask the waitress for a plate just so I could feel like involved. And tiny wins on that this season, I'm not afraid to go out to dinner. I'm a nutrition professional. I can figure out what to eat on a menu. Mm -hmm. Like I can make it work and I can enjoy those memories mm -hmm. with my friends and family. Most restaurants will work with you too. Oh, most restaurants are really receptive to that. Especially down here. Ooh, especially in Florida. I think just because the culture down here is so, like, fitness and, like, everybody wants to be in a bathing suit and naked and work really hard for their body. So I feel like we're a little bit more cautious about that down here. But super easy. But, like, celebrating that tiny shit of growing in myself in my bodybuilding career because I do want to make this you know run for a long run I am going for my pro card so I do want to be able to work day to day not worrying about you know this other tiny stuff if that makes sense and also like I've been lifting for five years no oh my god way longer than that seven years yeah, <clears throat> college college I'm definitely started from volleyball but if I had a five pound PR I'm celebrating that shit PR for everybody who doesn't know is like a personal record or breaking like a weight goal. Like 
in the beginning when you first start weightlifting, mm-hmm. right, you are hitting a new PR every week or every two weeks or every month or whatever, and it became, like, a normal. And then when you get to lifting for, like, mm-hmm. two years, you don't hit those every day. Plateau. Plateau, right. So I love that. I love celebrating. I'm doing, like, tiny claps. Like, yay! Um, hitting PRs like that. It's huge. you got to embrace celebrating yourself otherwise how are you supposed to celebrate others or appreciate others like appreciate those things and it just helps you feel more in tune with yourself and more uh the word you know confident i guess would be the lack of words Mm -hmm. um so that i've noticed over time has helped me significantly um in building confidence in myself in that aspect and yeah anything you have to say on that my curator no I, I agree. Tiny wins should be celebrated. Absolutely. I always look at every day as like 1% better each day. So if I can just focus Ooh, yeah. on one thing. Or in my sport, I, I always now try and look at practices as I only look at the positives that happened Yeah. in that practice. Where yeah, before, if you dwell on the negatives. Before, if I had a, gri- a few great positives, but I had like one bad round or something Mm -hmm. that was all I would think about man that practice sucked I had a terrible practice that round was just beating me up to where now it's where I had three positives and one bad round in a practice where before it was just focusing on that bad round now it's where I'm like wow look at what you were trying to work on today and it was becoming effective once you were patient Mm -hmm. whatever just the positives were so I mean I think a lot of people can apply that to their lives where they do a great job and a lot of things and then one bad thing sticks out and they really beat themselves up about it so well and in the long term beating yourself up like that it's not going to get you further in where you want to go it's like how you receive feedback Mm -hmm. if you receive feedback in a negative manner and you dwell on it then you're probably not going to grow and in the self-confidence and building yourself if you take it as constructive criticism and how you can make yourself better Mm -hmm. definitely like in bodybuilding um then you can only flourish and be more confident from there I like it. So number one, my people, is celebrate yourself. Don't be afraid to celebrate the tiny wins. Now, ooh, ooh, ooh. This is my favorite one. Okay, they're all my favorite. This is not my favorite one. Um, So number two to building self-confidence is learning something new and getting outside of your comfort zone. Now, that may sound like an oxymoron because in the beginning – You think, you know, in the beginning stages of getting outside of your comfort zone, of learning something new, you are like the complete opposite of confident. Like you're new in it. You're the freshman in a new school. Like that Mm -hmm. feeling of I have no idea what I'm doing here and I'm definitely not confident in that. But, and I don't want to use bodybuilding again as a thing, but my sport, like that's one thing that... I think both of us, Tyler and I, kind of like to do is getting outside of our comfort zone. Like me personally, in my example that I wrote down was I like finding things that are scary and doing them solely because it scares the shit out of me. So I would say in the last like five years, that route that I've chosen was like the CrossFit or like a competition outside of volleyball and having it be something like body or performance related, which for a lot of people is really scary to do and kind of hard. So like in the beginning it was CrossFit and competing at the highest level or trying to do such. 
then as that started to go away and I started focusing more on nutrition and how I looked aesthetically, then I think, um, damn, I just lost it again. See? <clears throat> oh yeah. Finding the scariest thing that did me. So standing, like being on a stage in a bikini and being judged on how you look, that is something that scared the fuck out of me. But I was like, damn, if you can do that and you can stick to a diet for however many months, months long and be consistent, like think of the things that you could teach others to do or inspire others to do. Or like at the time I was a personal trainer and it was kind of one of those things where I wasn't exactly leading by example for my clients. Like I'm telling them like, okay, well, if you want to lose weight, you got to do this, this and this. But like, was I doing that myself? No. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love healthy food, but I was not practicing that in any manner of the least to the extent that I am now. Um, So leading by example and, or no, getting out of your comfort zone and finding something that you can build yourself into and learn more about and just trying something new. One, that helps you break through plateaus, but two, that helps build on you know, just finding how much you can, better you can be and well-rounded and, like, bettering yourself, I think, every day. And, like you said, that 1%. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, like the, I like to try and do one thing that makes me uncomfortable every day. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say another example was I had done a couple competitions and I did a national stage. Like, whoa, that was scary. But then I heard that you could sign up for this show called The Arnold Amateur. And I was like, ooh, Arnold. If anybody's from Columbus, Ohio, or in the Ohio area, you know. Fuck. The whole world knows what the damn Arnold's Expo is. I was like, if you don't know what the Arnold Sports Festival is, you are live under a rock. But. They might not be into sports. Well, okay, right. You might not be into sports. I'm sorry for counting you out. But, like, sports (laughs) just run the world. Um, no, but I look at it. I didn't know they had a bodybuilding competition. Like I knew that they did like CrossFit stuff there. And I knew there were booths and you got a lot of free shit. That was really why I went the first two years with you. Cause I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But backtracking, I didn't know that they had a bodybuilding competition, especially didn't know that they had one for amateurs that anyone could sign up for. Although and, Arnold's is known for the bodybuilding competition. Which is so fucked up that I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> now to think how into it you are now and you didn't know that then. Right. And I think where my mind was going, I was like, oh my, because we were living in Florida still at this time. Obviously, it was like a couple months ago. And I was thinking in my head, oh my God, to compete on the Arnold stage one and to two, then compete in Ohio with my like family and friends that could come and watch and kind of like a Jesse Palmer moment, but like how she was talking about being on the Arnold stage and all that stuff. Shout out to my teammate, Jesse Palmer. Um, just a phenomenal experience. I would be mind blown to do it. So I was like, you know what? That's actually terrifying, but I'm going to sign up for it and tell my coach Jordan about it. Um, and Jordan was like, okay, well you're gonna have to cut through Christmas, which is going to be shitastic, but if you're going to sign up and do it, you're going to do it. And we both got on the train, so we did it. Now, my intention was a normal, like, local competition, I would say, maybe has maximum 300 seats in the audience. Mm -hmm. Eh. 
The Arnolds has 4,000. So for... Guys, I can lift and do all this weight stuff all day. But as soon as you have me walk in heels and have to do a routine, I panic. Um, reasonably so. It's scary. So I was like, okay, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to sign up for the biggest competition that you can think of that you can sign up for right now. And what's so funny is I worked my ass off. I did the show. I loved it. Two days before the show, we get this announcement or this email saying, guys, um, we don't know if your competition is happening. There's this COVID thing that's kind of going on. And you're actually the entire Arnold Sports Festival is shut down. And we were all like, wait, 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 wait. I had been preparing since December, mind you, this is March now, for this competition. You're telling me there might not even be one? Now, I know you're all crying with me. But luckily, we got an email. Well, the morning, I think we were flying out. Yeah. We got an email <laughs> as we were leaving um, saying, you are competing. Everything is totally fine. So still come. Thank God I'm on my way to Ohio at this point. But... They said there will be no spectators. And I was like, great. The 20 people potentially I had to come watch me. My husband who's flying with me. My family. Uh, my in-laws that are coming in town to watch. Ugh. They couldn't even watch. Like, it sucked. Yeah, you guys watched me from phone. a bar. Yeah. On your phone. <laughs> like, to put it in perspective, it was me and 12 international or inter, or national international qualified girls are standing on the stage with what's supposed to be 5000 people potentially there were seven judges that sucked <laughs> i will say now you're still just as nervous but i was exper- expecting to like scare the shit out of myself mm-hmm. and break through this like comfort zone of like Yes, you fucking did that, and you can tell people you did that. And it just goes into, like, what goes, what's up my sleeve, like, my competition-level nervousness, you know? Yeah. Ugh. You can do it again next year. Ooh. Ooh, no, I like Christmas way too much. I'd rather not do that again. Um, actually, next time I'm going to be in the Arnold's, it'll be me on the actual Arnold stage. Eh? How about that? There you go. Cheers to that. Um... Anything you've done to get out of your comfort zone while I have you here? So you don't fall asleep. I'm flipping my page. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff. So. What do you do about me, it's about every you. day? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Well, everybody has different things of being uncomfortable. So I mean, I guess you get kicked in the face for I a try lot. to make myself physically and mentally uncomfortable every day. Yeah. Uh, but again, everybody's comfort levels are different. So someone listening to this could need to find something else that makes them uncomfortable and, and do that. But everybody knows what is going to make them feel uncomfortable. It's just a matter of doing it or not. Yeah, what's that tiny fear that you have? It's like people, you'll make excuses, say other things, or come up with some reason mm-hmm. as to why you're not going to get to that point and whatever it is. It could be at a job, a meeting, or maybe you need to go talk to... Oh, shoot, what do you call that? You're job. Arthur. I call it Arthur. Yeah, yeah, that little... told me to create yeah. a... Shout out to Mike. name for your inner voice. Inner bitch. Inner <laughs> bitch that comes out when... You know that's not really you. It's like... It's the fears trying to that you're creating for yourself that you're trying to creep in. It's not real. 
Right. It's like, it's literally it. your own voice. It's normal. Everybody has it, but you just have to address it and realize that it's not you. You're just mm-hmm. creating those things. Right. Like who's 99% actually 99% of the time, fear is, is created because we were naturally born with two fears. What is it? Falling and... Yeah, it's like falling and fire noises. or drowning. It's loud or... noises and falling and Loud noises. I think that's the only two <laughs> things that humans are naturally born with. Everything else is created through... Your, your anxieties and your... Yeah. And upbringing and stuff like that. And then later on in life, you create more fears for yourself, so... Yeah, so it's just acknowledging it. them. Yeah. Acknowledge them. Let them know that it's not real. You're like, mm, okay. Mine's Beatrice. But, yeah, it is hard to get uncomfortable. You just... You Once you see what's on the other side of being uncomfortable, it's it is growth. so, oh, duh, growth. Yeah. It's the most rewarding feeling in the world, and you want to tell everybody about it, and you want other people to experience it with you. Mm-hmm. And I think because that, you know, that just adds on to that self-confidence, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it's because you just do one thing every day, and then before you know it, it's like... It becomes normal. Like, yeah. Yeah. You get used to it, and then you find more... You push past that and get uncomfortable again. It's right. Always moving in any aspect of life, you can apply that. Yeah, if you ever feel yourself get stagnant, and that could be, I mean, anything. That's That should be that little indicator of like, all right, it's time to spice it up. Time to try something new. Time to break out of whatever I got going here. Because just as soon as you get complacent, then a lot of other things in life just get pulled into that. You know, and... Your job gets complacent, then you get complacent with not going to the gym after work because you're tired, and then actually that leads me into my next point perfectly. But um, yeah, Compl- actually, hashtag comfort kills. There it is. Mm-hmm. I love. I saw that on a shirt. I'm not gonna act like I came up with it, but that shit stuck with me. So hashtag shits and gigs podcast, <laughs> and then hashtag. Comfort kills. (laughs) There it is. Now, like I was saying, that leads me into my third point um, of how to build self-confidence. And it is to exercise daily, move your body, and fuel for performance. Whoa, oh, oh. Fuel for performance. That is actually really fucking hard to say. Um, I mean, it's pretty basic, guys. When you look good, you feel good, right? And I didn't realize... Well, let me take that back. Also, it doesn't matter what you look like, but remember, pay attention to how you feel good. You look good. Now, my personal experience with this just overall comes with nutrition. My first prep, I was eating the same thing every day. It was rice, chicken, broccoli, 10 almonds. Fuck my life, right? So then I would constantly just search shit on Instagram and all this trash. And just every weekend, all I was thinking about was putting that in my body. Right now, with what I'm putting in the machine is what I'm getting out. I'm putting in whole <laughs> new, whole nutritious food, and I'm feeding my body with proteins, vegetables, you know, vitamins, minerals, all this fun stuff, and plenty of water, good amount of sleep. Real whole food. Yeah, man. Just the way I'm feeding my body is literally what I'm getting out and giving to the people. Like I have more energy. Um, especially six weeks out from a show when you guys hear this, it'll probably be around five. Um, I've never felt better. And it makes me confident every day knowing that I'm energized and giving my clients the proper amount of love and attention that they deserve. And I'm happier around my husband. 
you know, just stuff like that simply because I move my body and what I put into it um, makes me on a daily basis feel more confident. Like less stressed? Oh, ooh, definitely less stressed. I think like the mental, where I'm at mentally has helped in so many facets. Like I used to be stressed out about what I would eat the night before I went to bed or if I had too much salt in it and if it would make me bloated for my weigh-ins and I just don't give a fuck anymore. And I think, ooh, I, I don't want to say that that's my motto lately, but on the other side of caring less about what others think is such a freeing feeling. And that's so basic. But definitely like in confidence in that, in being less stressed and caring a little bit less and just focusing on the basics, I think is one thing that's helped me a huge amount in my life. And like with basics and foods, like just a little bit less processed foods and a couple of sweets here and there that keep me satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I need to go crazy and gorge because I'm so restricted. You're more in tune with your body. You know? Way more in tune, so way mentally you, clear. If you do go eat all that food that looks good, it makes you feel so bad that you don't. Yeah. Like your palate changed. Mm. Mm-hmm. My palate, is, palate has changed significantly. And huge shout out to my coach, Jordan Lee. Jordan from Fit Body Fusion. That girl, she has changed my life in significant ways just by keeping it basic with me. Mm-hmm. So thank you for spreading that wealth and knowledge. Much appreciated. Um, but like my stress <laughs> levels, my... Um, what else has come with just exercise and moving my body? What else has come with that? I'm trying to think. I guess it's mm. stuff I do naturally That's now. That's just it. I'm just That's happier. It. That's it. Drink water, exercise daily, and move. Oh. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying what else has come from me or you with that just from implementing that in your life? Mm. Yeah. That's just That's always been my life. It's like... Natural euphoria. Like, that sounds dumb. But, like, when you work out, you have, like, that runner's high. And just by bringing in that feeling of euphoria and, like, the rising your endorphins, you just feel better. And you almost have, like, that glow mm-hmm. um, that makes you personally, in general, just feel more confident. Like, that sets that level of confidence for me, for sure, on the daily. So, euphoria, endorphins, exercising daily, and... Properly fueling your body with enough nutrients, water, vitamins, and minerals will make you feel more physically confident and will then in tune or in turn lead into your more mental self-confidence, I think. It's a beautiful cyclic effect Mm -hmm. from what I think. Now, that leads me into my last point on how to build self-confidence. And that is being helpful and gracious towards others. Now, that could come in like, so many different ways but um first the main reason being is because just by being helpful and just by being gracious to others um we naturally create in our body what's called the happiness trifecta i don't know if i told you this Mm -mm. but i think it's so cool i learned it during one of my courses um we create what's called a happiness trifecta because we are releasing what i was just talking about before um with your natural endorphins and the um, euphoria effect that you create. Um, But the three endorphins that we release, dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin. And those are just three things that in combination 
help you feel more happy overall and help you, like we were just talking about, have less stress and have your cortisol levels not as high. Um, less stress, more happiness, good vibes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and with helping others and being gracious to others, it just builds on how you feel as a whole. Not like we're searching for something like, oh my God, I have to give that bum on the corner money. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel good. Do good, feel good. Not like that. It's not forcing that. Um, but it's kind of like if I want to, what's a good example? Empowering women. So like if you want to feel good about yourself, or I'm sorry, if you want others to respect you and feel good about you and whatever, you got to do the same for yourself, right? So it kind of goes into hand in hand with that. Um, what else do you have to say on that, you think? Like being helpful and gracious to others helps you feel good. Gratitude is the attitude. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely it is. I think, oh, God, I can't even put it in terms. Like actually perfect right now with all this COVID stuff going on. Everyone's in a mask. Everyone's in a bad mood, like all the things like that. But at the grocery store, just because you have a mask on doesn't mean you can be rude or doesn't mean you can't smile and doesn't mean you can't be happy. Um, we're, trust me, we're all stressed. We're all in funky moods, but it's what you make of the situation and it's what you are like are you grateful for what you have in the moment mm-hmm. it really reflects off how you treat others and how you feel about yourself too i think yeah i mean we all have problems we all got problems yeah. that's the damn sure like your problems are equally as bad to you as somebody else's problems are to them so it's just about how you deal with those problems though. Mm-hmm. and and look at where you actually are and what you have in your life Right. It's like that aura that you want to put off about others. If you want others to think you're a shitty person, then you're going to be a crunch all day. Like, don't do that. Yeah, well, just be grateful for what you actually have because yes, somewhere else it's always worse than Always. At, so. Always, always, always. I know it can be bad and it's been rough for me and you. And Oof, you I've Jesus, had some yes. really, really, really rough times. But even then, I still was grateful for what I had. And you have to be. And what... Yeah. I can get out of it because that's also going to be the change. Like once you start realizing you're grateful, then you look at things not as a, I have to do this, but I get to do this. And, oh, whoa, whoa. That was me rewinding. Did everyone hear that? That's a huge mindset change that I think everybody needs to hear and implement in their life. I don't have to do something i get to do something i'm physically able to do something so i don't have to go work out i don't have to go do cardio Ugh, and i hate cardio i'm able to do them and i get to do them i'm blessed to be able to do them mm-hmm. i don't have to go to work today Ugh, like i'm going to work ew No, I'm able to go to work. I am blessed to have a job during this time of need. Not everyone has a job. Mm -hmm. People are unemployed and not making money. Like, think about it like that. Um, So, huge mindset change. And I think we've both, Mm -hmm. even though we're in sometimes some shitty situations or, you know, whatever's going on in life, I think we're getting so much better about how we talk to ourselves and what we say. Self-talk too, guys. Huge. Yeah, I'm always doing self-talk. You do self-talk. But it's so important. Like, uh, what you say to yourself is what your body registers. Well, that's how you're... What you 
the way you speak is how you are going to act. Like, the way you talk. I mean, okay, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say <laughs> you need to speak it out loud until you, whatever you want to do or believe, yeah. mm-hmm. you need to say it, even if you don't until believe, you believe it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe their goal is, I want to lose somewhere 10 to 30 pounds. Yeah. And they I feel don't like believe, that's not possible. And to some people, they feel like that's just impossible. Like, I can't never do that. I know I can't. I right. can't do it. Well, you need to say, you need to say, like, I'm trying to lose 10 pounds, but like, I'm losing 10 pounds. Yeah. Just, well, it's you almost like it, you just keep doing it and then you're going to subconsciously start to make little changes that are going to lead you to the end goal right. because you're so focused on what it is and you believe it. Yep. You just keep saying it till you believe it. Just repetition. Well, that was you so, so. when I first met you. You yeah. were like, I'm going to become a professional fighter and fight for the Black Zillions in South Florida. And I was like, all right, TT. Yeah, no, that let me. I had zero connections to anybody. Z- in n- South not Florida. one. I God, if y'all don't think Lord Jesus is real, if you ever heard this story, it's mind blowing. But we won't. We'll save that for another day. But no connections to nothing. This man just spoke into existence that he was going to fight for the Black Zillions in South Florida, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to kill somebody's dreams. I bought him, y'all. This is in 2012 maybe even 2013, I bought him a jersey for the team that he wanted. We wore it watching YouTube videos. And fast forward four years later, or three years later, we moved to South Florida because your boy is a professional fighter on that team. Or, One you know. The story is I had a goal and I believed it myself and I didn't care about what anybody or else how crazy thought. it was. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I would do whatever it took possible to make that goal happened and I proudly would tell people when they would ask what I wanted to do when I was older even in college and stuff like my professors would ask me I would always tell them and I would just be proud of it and I believed it and I knew it was going to happen I didn't know how I was going to get down to South Florida right nobody- I knew I would do it somehow whether I had to drive in the car or something but it happened and I it's because I believed it and I didn't care about what anybody else thought and I'm still doing it to this day it's like that's how you got he was it. confident in the fact that he could make that and accomplish it and or make that dream happen and make it you know what I mean but the fact that whoa I just had like a huge realization of the fact that we were actually here <laughs> it's off that little dream and that's why we're in South Florida and we're both finding the best versions of ourselves whatever's planted in your head that you want to go after but you're just afraid to that's that's there for a reason. You just got to believe in it. Yeah, that weird gut feeling that you have. Believe you're meant there and the road's going to be hard and difficult. Lots of ups and downs. But mm, a lot of downs. Stick to it and <laughs> believe in it. That's for exactly. Oh, boy, we're waiting for the turn up. It's going to be beautiful. Um, yeah. Be gracious. That was my last tip. Gratitude. Um, just to recap. Yeah, gratitude's the attitude. Be helpful and gracious to others in everything you do in life and... Your confidence will just come zooming through, people. Mm-hmm. AKA the glow up. Now, I only had four tips. I didn't write any more than that. Um, but overall, if you want to build self confidence, you have to start with what you say to yourself first, what you do with your body every day, how you talk to your body, um, how you celebrate what your body's capable of, celebrating those tiny wins. Um, and also, yeah, pushing it to new limits, killing the plateaus and pushing through your comfort zone because that's on the other side of that. That's where we grow. Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. Hashtag shits and get past that. Whoa, whoa. 
I hate when I do that. Hashtag shits and gigs podcast. And hashtag comfort kills. Guys, that is the end of episode number three today. I want everyone and anyone to leave any feedback that you guys have on this podcast. This is number three. I think we're doing very well or I'm doing really well. Um, I just love talking and I love talking to you guys about the fun stuff. Um, please leave feedback on the topics that you guys want to hear as well. Um, I have a couple written down here that I'm going to go over, I think. But I'm thinking I'm going to bring a guest on next time. So if you guys have any local suggestions to me or people who you'd like to hear from, I can, of course, call them, get them on here. Um, but yeah, talk to you next time. Thank you, Tyler, for being my curator. And we'll look forward to talking to you guys next time. Peace.